Hello and welcome to Blockchain Gaming World, episode three. I'm your host, John Jordan, and joining me this week is James from Blockchain Gaming.biz. <laughs> Hi, James, how are you doing? Yeah, all good. Oh, the old sound effects machines. Good. So, um, James, onto onto this week's news. Um, anything caught your eye in the world of blockchain gaming? Well, I think um, in order to begin, there needs to be a really good uh, round of congratulations for Loom, which has had a incredibly successful Kickstarter campaign with Zombie Battleground. I think the initial starting point that it had for it was about two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, that's right. Not only dollars. Not, dollars. Yeah, not only knocks that out in about two weeks, it manages to cross the finish of like mid to mid august at 320 grand yeah yeah that's interesting is it it's kind of interesting um one um because i think i don't know i don't know about you but i used to support a lot of kickstarter things like back in the day it's probably about three or four years ago when kickstarter became this big thing for games um i was well into it and then you realize that a lot of those games either come out super late or they're not quite kind of what the developers thought they were going to offer you and obviously there was a, quite a lot of disillusionment and I think Kickstarter went away a bit, certainly for games. Um, and now blockchain seems to have brought it back again. Um, there seems to be, you know, a few companies having a look um, at Kickstarter. And I think it's interesting. Um, people use Kickstarter. Some people use Kickstarter just to raise money. I don't think Loom uh, did it to raise money per se. I think they're fairly well funded on from a VC point of view. So the money I don't think was important to them making the game because they were already making it. But I think it's super important for community. Um, oh, and the fact we've been yeah. we've been talking about it quite a lot probably suggests it's it's kind of worked in terms of community. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they are plugged in quite consistently in terms of what the community wants and just how interactive they are. I mean, social media right. is just one testament to that. Yeah, and you you backed it, didn't you? I think is that right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do need to check and make sure it's actually come out of my <laughs> come out of my account and I get one of those keys, but. I had, that, I had that problem as well. That, that, that my um, my credit card was declined, <laughs> so I oh, had to go in and change it. Um, but I'm a bit like you. I've got well, I've got the key. I haven't actually downloaded it yet. So one of the one of the um, cool things about the Kickstarter, actually, um, on the community point of view, particularly, was I think even if I think anyone who, who supported it at all um, got basically this early access. So so there's now an early access of the game. And I don't think the actual for anyone else who didn't support it, the full game, is it not out till the end of the year? Or, or it's quite, quite a long way away, I think, isn't it? Yeah, they had a pretty long timetable. I think it was yeah. like mid-2019 mid or something while they really? put all the pieces oh, wow. together. A long way away. Um, okay, so Zombie Background um, uh, is one bit of news. There's, I guess God's Unchained, which we've spoken about, spoken about last week, that's um, also uh, raised a ton of money, although uh, in a, not in a Kickstarter this time, is it? It's a... Um, is it more a traditional kind of? Was it ICO? We call it. A, it wasn't an ICO. Was it? it was a um, a item sale. Yeah. So in terms of the total amount that they've been managed to raise from from when they first announced it in July, it's roughly one point two million dollars again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Remind people what currency it is. <laughs> it's so, not Bitcoin. One point two million Bitcoin. Oh God, family! I remember seeing the traffic on State of the Daps, and you're seeing the sort of volume in terms of Ethereum, and it is remarkable. It's in the space of its very short lifespan right now. It's been it's managed to blow past titles like Crypto Kitties, for example. Mm. Although I, I, I guess it's slightly different because this is a pre-sale. So I should point out the game. The game's not released, um, so, so this is like a, a proper 
you know, buy your items before it goes live. You know, these are limitation items. You can't get them afterwards. So, so it is kind of a very interesting model. Um, it's one I'm not totally sure scales terribly well for most games because, you know, basically they've raised $1.2 million on a game that no one's played yet. Um, so the, the, the art looks amazing. Everyone goes, oh, that art's, you know, it's the best art for any blockchain game ever. Um, cause it's a card, card based game. And it's these kind of, um, obviously God's Unchained. It's about these big God characters, these big Titan characters. Um, but um, until you've played the game, it, the game might really suck. I'm sure it won't. <laughs> I should point out, but it might do. It might be a really sucky game, um, and people have spent all this money. And it's kind of one of the problems I have with actually with the item sales is I've done a few of them, not not much money, but but you end up with a you end up with something. One normally you can't use it for a few months because the game's not finished, and two you have no idea if you're going to like the game. So it's, it, I find I find it a little bit problematic. Um, it's pretty worrying, and I have to say that, um, especially in terms of the auction that they recently had, Guns and Chain, I mean, hmm. and the auctioning off of a Genesis Titan, I think it's one of yeah, four right. that they're going to have in the game. Hmm. You, For whoever has that uh, that one called Hyperion, hmm. I'm, I'm betting he's he or she is hoping that the game is going to be awesome, because hmm. otherwise they would have spent 60 grand on a card that they're probably never going to yeah, use. Exactly. exactly. I, mean, I know. I mean, we see. I guess the other interesting thing with Gods Unchained and the... And, I guess one of the reasons people got so excited about it is it is really focused on blockchain esports. So it's designed, I guess, a bit, you know, obviously all these card um, collection games are, are, are inspired to some degree by Hearthstone, um, which is a very successful, great game and, and a big esport, you know, a successful esports um, game as well. So God's Unchained is going to be about esports. And actually, one of the big things they sold was it 20, I can't remember if it's 2,000 or 20,000, I think it was 20,000 tournament tickets. So the tickets you need to enter their tournaments were also part of this pre sale and they sold all of them. And then that money's gone into the prize pot, hasn't it? So there's a three hundred thousand dollar prize pot for the esports competition that's going to um, launch after the game goes live. So it's, I guess it's quite a compelling um, from that point of view. Oh yeah. So for anybody that actually wanted to get a, a tournament ticket, they did sell out incredibly fast. But I think since then, the Fuel Games team have also announced to their medium posts that they're going to be introducing a couple of partnerships. One in particular has been OpenSea is the most recent example. Mm. And that gives players the opportunity to potentially sell their tickets if they can't go or keep their eyes peeled for any tournament tickets as they do appear on the platform. Mm-hmm. I guess it's one of those things where if the game if the game does look a bit sucky, then you'll just see all the people trying to sell their items really quickly. <laughs> That'll be the warning sign. Anyway, let's, let's move on. Um, a few other, two other games to talk about, really. Um, so I guess another big one, um, talking about pre-sales again, uh, uh, Major League Baseball, crypt, uh, sorry, Major League Crypto Baseball cards um, are on sale now, aren't they? And the game goes live in uh, the end of August. So, what do you make of Crypto Baseball? Are you a baseball fan? Do you make can you make any sense of it? <laughs> I, I sincerely wish I was. I mean, I think I've I've tried to watch one baseball game in my life, but it's it is remarkable just how much of a cult following it has. But I say that with the United States, and they get obsessed about things like Major League Baseball, basketball, national football. Well, it's, so it yeah, surprise- it's just a different, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's a, di- a different, um, just a different culture, isn't it? So it's, I mean, it's not, I have to say, it's not just the US, although obviously uh, this is a Major League Baseball, so it's the, that's the US license they've got. I mean, Japan has always been quite big in baseball, I think, as well, oh, yeah. isn't it? Because of um, its US influence. There's a few other places that do play baseball, but I think it is, yeah, basically Americans. Um, I guess what was interesting here is, <clears throat> excuse me, is obviously they've got an official license and you can buy, um, I wasn't really sure what, beforehand how the game was going to work, but you can actually buy official um, cards. So there's a, their um, uh, ERC-721 cards based on the actual players. 
<clears throat> and you, but you can also there's multiple players, aren't there? I think that's right. There's not just yeah, that's there's right. not just one. There's not I, can't, I don't know any baseball players, so I can't say their names. But um, there's not just one card for each player. There's multiple um, players I think available. But otherwise, it just wouldn't be enough players out, out there. But um, what seemed to be interesting was you had you had potential, obviously, like in a fantasy football team, which I guess this is kind of like a fantasy baseball team, is you you have the potential to buy nine players, you know, in each position on a on a on a baseball team. So that could get quite expensive <laughs> quite quickly. You had to buy nine of them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially if you're thinking um, when you go to the website as well, it gives you the feature to not only buy specific players but also to buy specific teams. Which, yeah. Yeah. I mean. The, the overall inventory that they talk about in terms of how many they're going to release of various teams allows people to do that, but that is a whole other level of expensive. Mm. I think behind that, behind the expense, I guess if you're into baseball, you know, you're not so bothered about it. Um, but I think what's interesting is is how it will reflect this this how this season works. So obviously, in fantasy football, you know, you, there's a system where you choose your players, or any fantasy sports, where you, you choose your players and then their performance in the real world is reflected in their in-game performance. So, um, that's how it will work. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, whether that um, kind of compels people. Because obviously, um, if you choose the right cards, then they're going to get more valuable and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they've launched quite, they're launching quite late. So they've only got, the baseball season ends at the end of October. So they've only got two months of the baseball season this year. Obviously, they'll, they'll keep it running. Um, I, think they, I think they released a bit later than they thought they were going to do. So I guess it's more interesting from that point of view, how, how, if, how, it met, how the real world activity of baseball is reflected in the game and the and the asset value, I suppose. Um, mm. And uh, one quick, quick on quick last game before we move on to other stuff. Um, so there was Mytherium, which has been around for a while actually. I think you, I think Mytherium has been live um, on its own website for a while. It's it's a browser based um, another kind of uh, uh, kind of like trading card trade trading. What does it call it? Trading card game. <laughs> um, so yeah, one of those, and that's gone now live on BitGuild. So BitGuild is a one of the blockchain gaming platforms. So now you can play Ethereum just by being logged into BitGuild. The one thing I do like about Ethereum is it's one of the few games I've seen that you can play, or when you start playing, they give you basically 10 cards um, just to start playing. Um, so a lot of these blockchain games, when you start playing, you immediately have to buy something um, to see if the game, yeah, to, to actually in, to experience the game. Which I think is a bit is a big issue because obviously some most people go well 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 I want to spend money in a game if I don't if I can't play the game because I might immediately hate the game and I've spent money in it so, so Ethereum um, I think interesting from that point of view again I've got ten cards and I haven't played it yet though so <laughs> I don't know what that says about me too busy yeah. right any other game stuff I think should we quickly move on a bit of business stuff as well shall we yes absolutely yes yeah, so. Um, I don't know if you're a are you a are you a poker player, James? I really wish, but I'm pretty sure if I ever tried, they would end up just losing the clothes off my back. Taking all your money, yeah, yeah. I'm not a poker player either, but um, I've kind of been interested this week. I've been talking to um, Karma Games. So Karma Games, are a social casino um, company, a mobile company. Their biggest game is called Pokerist, uh, but they've got other games. They've got a lot of slots games and. Um, roulette and blackjack and that kind of stuff um but anyway they've announced they're going on the blockchain they're doing a token sale um that will raise up to 25 million dollars um but they're saying they're not doing it to raise the money basically if you play any of their games you can buy one of these tokens so a karma game token for a dollar 
and um, you can then cash that in into the any of their games, and you will get, if I get this right, seven million of their in-game chips. So that's, I mean, I guess obviously it depends on what the value of the in-game chip is when you buy them to the val- to the dollar value you're getting. But um, the clever thing about this is, the longer you hold your Karma game tokens, then the more you get when you cash them in. So you can hold them for up to three years, and then you get instead of seven instead of set. Instead of seven million chips, you get seventy-seven million chips. Is that even right? Is that right? Is it even more? Than that? No, it's seventy-seven million chips. Yeah, yeah. So um, per dollar, that's per dollar you you um, you buy. So would you be would you be tempted to get some free in-game casino money? I would definitely be tempted on that sort of standpoint because I think that is one of the serious problems that you have with online gambling in particular. And there are a couple of platforms that are following roughly that same sort of mechanic in that. They're improving the leverage between any money that you put in and any of the in-game tokens that they provide. So, I mean, it gives anybody the sort of incentive to make a start on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of tempted. Um, I've, I've started playing uh, some of the karma game stuff. I'm not very good at <laughs> any of it. Um, but you can kind of see, yeah, I can kind of see how people... Um, I mean, the reason for most of these casino, these social casino games, to, to, when they work well, is the, is the social aspect. So you can kind of see other players and... Obviously, you could play with people you you knew if you knew people who played these kind of games. So, that, so there's that kind of aspect. Um, obviously, I'm I'm coming at it more from the blockchain thing, in, from an interesting um, kind of I, yeah, I call it an experiment. We'll see. Um, and I guess another one, a bit more geeky, um, but guys we know quite well, um, Auto, who are doing a blockchain game kind of platform, uh, an item kind of platform, and they've announced a partnership and investment from Flowplay. Flowplay also a, a social casino company. Um, who are getting into blockchain games uh, with auto so kind of interesting i guess particularly the social casino guys are heavily motivated um about you know uh, kind of how they drive their in-game economies in a slightly different way i guess to games because it's the social casino stuff is 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 more about spending um and you don't really you don't really level up in the same way you might level up in clash of clans or, or 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 you don't really get better cards like you would do in Clash Royale or something. So it's a slightly different mechanic, and they seem to be really enthusiastic about blockchain. And I guess we have seen generally it's quite a lot of gambling stuff in on blockchain, isn't there, James? Oh yeah, I mean, it's, if anything, as much as as much as there are serious strides in the world of like gaming and new ideas, gambling is one of those things that just continually just like knocks it out of the park, so to speak. Mm, yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, so I think that's most of the stuff that's going on this week. I just, um, you want to talk about Blockchain Gamer Connects Helsinki? That's that's something you're doing a lot of work on at the moment, isn't it? Tell us about that. Oh, oh, absolutely. So the days are literally ticking down until September 11th and 12th, which is the two days that we're going to be all congregating down on Helsinki. So we're going to be turning that place into a hotspot of technology in terms of blockchain games and where we have the, where we're collaborating and doing this with Pocket Gamer. It means that if you buy one ticket for the show, you get access to both of them. So you are literally going to be swamped with options and what kind of talks to go to and what kind of workshops to attend. And the blockchain game connects side of it is going to be really useful for anybody that's interested in the space and also have a game idea that they want to really flesh out. Mm. Yeah, no, it should be good. I was at the San Francisco one, um, which is the first time we've, we've done a blockchain game connects and that was pretty successful. Uh, yeah, lots of people there, lots of um, networking and that kind of stuff. So, um, be interesting to see how how Helsinki how the Helsinki scene differs from San Francisco, which is often a bit more blockchainy. I think um, I guess Helsinki 
it's traditionally been very strong for mobile game developers. Um, but the Baltic, so Estonia, Lit- Latvia, Lithuania, obviously fairly close geographically to help to Finland. So I imagine we'll see quite a lot of activity from those guys. So anyway, um, cool. Thank you very much, uh, James. Marvellous. Well, thanks for having me on. Good tapping. Good tapping for James there. Good. Uh, so uh, thanks uh, for listening to the podcast. Um, we're doing this every week now. Um, also doing some special interviews. So we did one uh, did one earlier this week with the guys from uh, Zaya and uh, and uh, Soccer Manager Crypto as well. So look out for those. But don't forget to subscribe via your uh, favourite podcast uh, supplier. Uh, thanks for listening, and um, see you again next week. Yeah.